Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 61 of the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast. I am your host, Paul Marquis. Today, we have a loaded episode. We're going to be talking about thoracic kyphosis. And we're going to talk a little bit about shoulder function, how kyphosis affects shoulder function. We're going to talk about how it affects breathing and also how it uh, contributes to cervical spine pain. But before we get started, I'd like to just take a moment to hear a word from our sponsor. Do you experience leg and foot fatigue when standing for long periods of time? A main doctor and the company he founded, Mainly Technology Group, have created a high-tech, all-terrain, chemical-free sock designed to reduce fatigue. The Easy Glider Sock has a graduated compression weave to keep blood flowing and to keep you energized. Created by Dr. Lee Thibodeau, the Easy Glider is also frictionless, lightweight, warm, extremely durable, and wicks away moisture. The socks will stay fresh for days, thanks to the organic antimicrobial agent, Kytosan. Easy Glider is the only sock you'll ever need for sports, work, and leisure. To find out more, visit EasyGliderSocks.com. That's EasyGliderSocks.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Oh, my word, where do we start with this? Thoracic kyphosis. It's something we see in a tremendous number of patients and and people in general, and it is such a huge contributor to all kinds of problems and is the source of, uh, of many issues. So, you know, what is thoracic kyphosis in the first place? Um you know, it, it's a it's a forward rounding of the shoulders where the shoulders start to come anterior. There is more of a rounding of the uh, thoracic region of the spine. The cervical spine goes into some lordosis uh, in order for the head to pitch up so that we can communicate and look forward and do all these other things that we do. And um, then there can be a, a compensation also of the lumbar spine when people are in a kyphotic posture, and that can increase lumbar lordosis and cause some uh, issues there also. Um, but let's talk a little bit, you know, basically from top to bottom. We have this this head weight of 10 to 14 pounds that we're trying to balance on the top of our, our spine. And as we go into a kyphotic posture and we start to round forward, the neck needs to go into some extension, okay, more extension than it should be in. And therefore, we end up with some facet irritation and over compression of the facets and closing of the foramen on, uh, on both sides. And, and that can cause some foraminal stenosis and issues in the cervical spine because of that. Now, why is this such an issue? Why do we always go into kyphosis forward? Well, you know, we, we eat in front of us, we look in front of us, we smell things in front of us, um, and everything is done in front. And so therefore, the head is always going in this forward position. And um, in order to try to keep the head upright, we need to extend the cervical spine when we go into more of a kyphotic type posture. Okay, so the shoulders end up rounding inward, and they become a problem. Okay. Um, and so that is what kyphosis is. Um, as these shoulders round forward, you need to remember a couple things uh, that you're going to start to end up with some problems with active and passive insufficiency of the scapular structures, scapular muscles and cervical and, and shoulder muscles. So uh, what I want you to do is a little, uh, just a little demonstration. Don't do this if you're riding your bike and listening to this podcast, by the way. But what I want you to do is I want you to sit there 
and round your shoulders forward. Bring them together anteriorly, and then I want you to try to flex your shoulders as high as you can, okay? You're going to notice that you're going to have a significant amount of restriction. So people with kyphosis end up and oftentimes end up with impingement of the shoulder, Okay. And also they will have some passive and active insufficiency problems of the rotator cuff musculature because the supraspinatus, infraspinatus, teres minor are now lengthened a little bit more. They don't work very efficiently in that position. So then your cuff doesn't depress your humerus as well. And you end up with some impingement. So having um, the shoulders retracted back is very important. The other thing is that your scapular muscles are also going to be elongated. And as a result, they're going to have a hard time um, working efficiently to hold the scapula in a good position so that your shoulders function well. Okay. The other thing you need to remember is that your erector spinae muscles are now lengthened. And we know that a lengthened muscle is not a very effective um, muscle. It doesn't work very well. So what I want you to do is look in the show notes today. I'm going to do a short video and it's, there's going to be a link to it uh, on our YouTube channel about active and passive insufficiency. Once I have you do this little demo, you're going to really understand why it's important for muscles to be in the optimal length to function, okay? So kyphosis can really contribute to um, anterior shoulder discomfort. The other thing it does, you get this hyperextension of the cervical spine. The facets get irritated. You get spinal stenosis type issues, foraminal stenosis, and, and you also lose motion in the cervical spine because of kyphosis, because your facets are being compressed so much. Um, and so if you put your head into extension, it's harder to rotate your neck side to side than if you bring your neck into flexion and rotate side to side. Okay. So that compensation you'll see happen with people who go into kyphosis. The other thing that you need to remember is that when your shoulders are rounded forward, your chest muscles are shortened, it is difficult to take a deep breath. All right. So I like to do this little demo with people when I give lectures on ergonomics and posture and, and that type of thing, especially for people who sit in one position for a long period of time. So what I do is I have them sit in their chairs and slouch. So I have them bring their bottoms to the end of the chair, okay, to the front of the chair, and I have them slouch right back, and I count to three, and I tell them on, on three, they're going to yell, hey. And so I go one, two, three, everybody in the room yells, hey, and it's pretty weak. Then I have everybody sit up and get their shoulders back, head upright, and on the count of three, I have them yell, hey, again, and it just takes the ceiling tiles off the roof. It's It's incredible how much louder it is. People can take in more air, they can push out more air, and it's just a lot healthier to be out of that kyphotic position, all right? So it's very important to keep the shoulders back, get the cervical spine in a good position, and get the shoulders functioning better, all right? So before I get into um, some treatment techniques and, and what I call a thoracic kyphosis reduction program, we're just going to take a few moments here to hear a word from our sponsor. Did you know that over 90% of foot and ankle problems are caused by a tight calf muscle? Introducing the Easy Slant, a durable, adjustable, and portable calf stretching device. The Easy Slant was designed to increase stretching compliance and get you back on your feet and feeling better, faster. So if you work with patients seeking to ease or avoid foot pain, or clients who want to improve their athletic performance, look no further. Visit easyslant.com to learn more or order yours today. Enter coupon code OEP for a 10% discount on your first Easy Slant.
Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Let's talk about how we treat these uh, kyphotic posture problems, okay? Um, we're fighting uh, gravity all the time. And so what I tell my patients is that they need to be strong. They need to be strong between the shoulder blades. They need to have a strong erector spinae musculature and strong cervical spine musculature in order to fight gravity all the time. Okay, so one of the things I like to start folks with is a um, pec stretch. Now, not only do we do pec major, but we do pec minor. So we're all familiar with the doorway stretch or a corner stretch, all right? Well, you need to remember that your pecs attach to the lesser tubercles. So when your arms are externally rotated, kind of up in a pitcher's position, you have each arm in, in a doorway and you're kind of going through the doorway, stretching your pecs, that is really stretching the pec major more than anything. The more important muscle here that we need to uh, talk about is the pec minor. Remember now that the pec minor is attached to the coracoid process. The coracoid process is part of the scapula. If the pec minor is tight, it is pulling the pec, the, the scapula anteriorly. So contributing to this kyphotic type posture. So it's important that if you try to stretch the pec minor, um, you get the patient on their back, you may put a towel roll between the scapula up and down the spine, place the thenar eminence of your hands on the coracoid process and retract that scapula. Give a nice low load, long duration stretch I'll oftentimes have people just do this uh, with a towel roll between the scapula and just laying there, letting the shoulders drop back. So that's more of a pec minor stretch. And in my opinion, a more important stretch when it comes to thoracic kyphosis reduction. Following this, we jump into, I like to jump into some upper body ergometry. I like to get the scapula and the shoulders moving while they are in good posture. And then I'd like to jump into some scapular retraction exercises. So anything where they're pulling toward them, uh, like doing a seated row, or if they are in a prone position, doing what we call a thumbs up exercise, which you will see in one of the videos that I will have linked in um, today's uh, podcast notes. Um, so a thumbs up exercises, trying to get the uh, middle trapezius, the lower trapezius, trying to get the rhomboids activated, uh, and just sometimes some isolated serratus punches to try to get the serratus anterior contracting a little bit to help get better scapular control is important. I often will get these folks doing sideline external rotation also of the shoulder. It activates the external rotators of the rotator cuff. Um, but it also, I have them emphasize scapular retraction at the same time to get the shoulder back a little bit better. And then we'll follow that up with some deep cervical spine flexion strengthening. Okay, remember we talked about in the previous episode the importance of opening up those facets, getting the deep cervical spine flexors stronger and not overactivating the sternocleidomastoid muscles. And then if these people are not too kyphotic and we can position them just right. I like to do PA mobilizations uh, of the thoracic spine. I'll work from the lower cervical all the way to the upper lumbar region, just doing a nice gentle PA mob on the supraspinous process to try to promote individual segmental mobility and, and extension of each level, which I think is uh, very, very important. You need to remember that oftentimes some kyphotic, some kyphotic people, uh, maybe a little elderly, if they're osteoporotic, you want to be very gentle with this uh, and not be too aggressive. But anything to work on periscapular strengthening and optimizing the flexibility of the anterior chest uh, is very important with thoracic kyphosis reduction and um, will 
improve rotator cuff strength. As a matter of fact, all of our rotator cuffs that come through our office are put on a thoracic kyphosis reduction program. Absolutely all of them. Um, because good scapular strength and stability optimizes the ability for the rotator cuff to function better. You get better humeral head depression, less impingement, and they end up developing much better overhead movement. So uh, they all get a thoracic kyphosis reduction program. Um, and, and they also notice an improvement with their breathing also. So remember that. Um, make sure you check out the show notes. We'll have a couple links in there with some cool videos on uh, how to manage some of these problems. And um, again, Thank you for watching and please uh, jump over to our YouTube channel uh, uh, and hit the sponsor button and we will um, make sure that uh, you get some nice new videos. Uh, we are doing new videos all the time. Every week uh, something is coming out and uh, we've been having some great response from that. Uh, follow us on orthovalpal.com. If your uh, friends aren't on with us right now, make sure you send them our link, have them get connected. We'll put them on our newsletter list and uh, get them the new podcast when they come out. Again, Thank you for your time, and we'll see you in episode 62. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there. Mm -hmm.